we're talking about body image today so in the next few minutes you're going to learn how to talk to a seven-year-old about body image and welcome back to sitting in a car I'm Sarah Sproul and I sit in a car with you each week answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them my answer for this week's comes from the courage pillar inside the evolved family method and the courage pillar is made up of six different skill sets um, that help us actually have conversations with the children in our care. And we are looking specifically at the skill set of empathy. So what most people and parents and other adults raising kids will do when they come across an issue to do with um, body image or things to do with fat and thin and all that. And I'm going to read you the whole question here. Hi, Sarah, could you talk about how to talk about bodies to girls? My seven-year-old has started saying things like, my legs look chubby or my bum is getting fat. This terrifies me. We never talk about fat or thin and I try to talk about my own body positively and about being healthy and looking after our body. Then today she asked me to Google the thinnest person ever, which I obviously didn't do. I want her to be confident and happy in herself and I don't know the right words or the reactions to give her. I think she is testing me. Thanks right so lots of detail in this question and um, it's not surprising that the mum who asked this question is doing all the things that most of us will try to do if we're getting an indicator that maybe our child is picking up on the toxic sort of body shaming rubbish that goes on in our culture so what did she say she said um, she was afraid absolutely reasonable she said that they don't really talk about in their family about fat and fat and thin yes tick 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 most of us would do that she also said they talk about looking after um, our bodies and being healthy and that she wouldn't um, in front of her kids talk about negatively about her body so she's ticking all the boxes right um, and it's not unusual that is the default of what we would all do and it's actually one of the characteristics of being a courageous but tongue-tied parent it's like that we've done the default we've done what we think we're meant to do and yet there's still something not right we feel like there's more to be said or we just don't think that we're helping our child enough so um, let's talk about the three ideas to talk about bodies and weight and sizes and all that different stuff with a child who's seven. Point one, don't deny the reality of how broken our world is. Don't deny the reality of how broken and weird our world is around bodies. Now, here's an example. Imagine we get taken to the emergency room because we've broken our leg right and um, in the emergency room everyone is not talking about the fact that our leg is broken they are talking about how to make keep bones healthy by drinking lots of milk or having calcium or doing lots of exercise but no one's actually talking about the fact that we're lying there on um, one of those little trolleys with a piece of bone poking out of our leg so they don't talk about that. They don't talk about the thing that's actually wrong. And therefore, how are they going to have a conversation 
with us about our pain, for example. How are they going to administer um, stuff that are going to make us feel better if they're not actually talking about the problem that is causing all the hassle in the first place? And it's the same with um, body image that we have been taught. Well, I'm not sure if we've been taught it actually, but the default human position on things that are difficult, particularly when raising children, would be to not really talk about it. Um, You know, things like mental health and, and sadness and depression. There are a lot of things in our culture that we default to not talking about because we're worried it's, they're going, we're going to make it worse. And um, toxic culture, around diet culture and body shaming and all that sort of stuff is one of those things that is um, horrible about our world and horrible about um, raising children in it. But unless we acknowledge that that actually exists, And when I say acknowledge, I mean actually talk to our child about the fact that, you know what, the world has crazy ideas about bodies. And even though uh, we try and protect children from hearing these ideas, pretty much all of us discover that um, parts of our body make us feel like we're wrong, even though our body is perfectly good the way it is made. Um, We can be told lies about the fact that, oh no, our body shouldn't really look like that. It should look um, like this instead, right? So it's possible to have conversations with young children about the fact that the world will try and program our mind to think that our body is crappy and horrible. But our body isn't crappy and horrible. So whenever we feel those feelings like that our body isn't right or it's a bit wrong or it should be another way, that we're not broken because we feel that. We're responding to the world that is sending us super secret little messages and super secret little lies. Point number two. Some of us may be fearful if our children come out with statements like the person's uh, who asked this question. So the question, the statements were things like, my legs look chubby or my bum is getting fat. But another way to look at those statements is with great relief and great joy that our child is actually speaking out that toxic stuff so that we know what's going on inside their mind, right? So it's actually um, good if our child is starting to talk about those things openly because not every child will be able to do that. Um, There are so many topics of conversation that are taboo in our culture and feeling sort of negative about our body can be one of those things that are taboo, particularly if we've um, created a family culture where, you know, we we just talk about how great our body is and how healthy it can be and how fab it is, but that doesn't leave space for the things that are harder to deal with. Um, You know, I tell a story about my hairy legs and how I hated my hairy legs so much. And when I would talk about them in my family, um, with all the love and support in the world, I would be told that not to remove the hair because it would grow back thicker. That probably did happen, right? And so what my adult was telling me was reasonable. The difficulty was that it didn't... um, 
really sort of connect with my emotions around the body hair, right? So it didn't sort of really go, ugh, having hairy legs is the worst, isn't it? Right, that makes a difference. So there's a wonderful uh, neuroscientist called Dr. Dan Siegel, who does a lot of work to do with parenting and um, mental health and all that sort of thing. And he has a little phrase that says, um, let me read it to you because I want to get it right. Uh, we name it to tame it. And so it's this idea that we turn towards complexity and we turn towards hard emotions and we turn towards things that normally we want to shield our kids for and shield ourselves from and actually talk about those very things. Um, so for example, we have a story in my family. Um, my parents went away. I was in my mid-twenties, um, must have been late twenties actually, and my sister was in her early twenties. And this one evening, I was making something for my dinner in the kitchen. And no parents, right? So we had the house to ourselves. We were adults by this stage. And my sister came in, and you know when you can tell someone is just upset? And her body language just looked really sad. And I'm saying, uh, I said to her, like, what's wrong? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm going, no, something's not fine. Obviously something isn't fine. What's wrong? And she said, you wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand. So in that moment, what's happened? There is, she's got feelings and um, I have not yet proved to her that I understand hard feelings. And plus I was getting an inkling of what this might be. So I said to her, um, Hannah, you would be surprised. And she looks at me for a minute and she's like, what? And she said, I said, you would be surprised. Um, I've gone through some pretty terrible, hard things. And she looked at me again and I said, like even um, unplanned pregnancy. And there was this pause and I could see her whole body like go, oh, right. And then she told me her thing. She told me her thing because I had named something super hard that I had been through before um, that she didn't know about. And it's this idea of not only do we name hard emotions that can help our kids talk about them, but we can name hard experiences that we understand that help people talk about their hard experience too. And um, you may have had this experience, I certainly have, when I have opened up about, well, unplanned pregnancy, for example, and going through the experience of what a pregnancy termination is like. And there may be some of you um, watching this who that would never be your choice for yourself, uh, but it was the choice that I made. So when I am open about that experience that I have, then it allows people to come and talk to me about that specific situation, right? Which has still a lot of stigma and shame about it. And so there's this idea of if we have the personal courage and strength to speak up about things that are hard for us, then it allows and gives permission to other people who are feeling like things are difficult about that too. Now, here is the one qualifying thing I want to add to this because we're talking about a seven-year-old when, when we're talking about this question. We do not put all the burden and the fear of whatever the thing is, and in this case, we're talking about body image, onto our child. That is not what I'm talking about. 
but we can say things like um, it's hard to look at um, our body and feel like it's not good enough I sometimes feel that too and you could choose something innocuous not about things to do with being fat or thin because it's a lot of complexity in those topics but you could say sometimes I look at my hair and I wish it was a different color and and then talk about like isn't it weird to that our world sends us lies about the fact that our body or our face or whatever doesn't look good enough because everybody is gorgeous everybody everybody's body is wonderful in its own special way and the world isn't a safe place to really believe that a lot of the time. Point three, how could we point out the toxic messages in the world when we see them? If an ad comes on before a YouTube video, for example, and it's three people running through a field and they're all thin and they all have long flowing hair with clear skin, we can say, that's really weird that all those people essentially look the same. All their body types are the same, but that's not how the world really is and just put that out there or if we're watching a movie and we notice that there's no body diversity in the movie at all that everyone is that same sort of thin long-legged long-armed long-haired clear-skinned broad-shouldered whatever big-boobed stereotype we can call it out it's like why are all the people looking the same here? It's so weird. It's that thing again about the world um, only thinking that one type of body is good enough or one colored skin is good enough or whatever it is, right? And so we can start calling those things out to raise awareness in our child because it's the silence around this problem, this world problem that our cultures have that um, make it difficult for our kids to come to us and to share their the complexity of being human, particularly in this case, a seven-year-old girl, growing up as a seven-year-old girl when maybe the, her friends are hearing toxic stuff in their families about um, body shape. You know, so our kids need an outlet to be able to come and talk about those things. And we are ideally placed to do that for them because we care and love them the most in the whole world, right? So this is the place they can come to talk about hard stuff to us. So you've just heard three tips to help you talk to your seven-year-old about fat shaming, toxic body image, crappy culture that we live in. But this advice doesn't help you if you feel anxious and awkward and worried and afraid about having these conversations. And why wouldn't you? Because most of us have not had practice doing this. So um, if you would like additional help with getting the whole system of the Evolved Family Method in place that helps you talk about um, age-appropriate stuff at the right time, the right words to use, the right way to talk um, start sentences or easier ways to start sentences because there's no right way really how to deal with um, deep emotions both in ourselves and in others and how to care for ourselves as we do this life-changing culture-changing work in our family then you might be interested in joining the Evolve School and it's not open right now but it will be again 
Um, so if you would like to be one of the first to find out when the Evolve School opens, so you can consider if it's right for your family, then go up to the link in my bio or the link in the comments or wherever you're watching this or listening to the podcast to find the link to um, put your email address down so I can do the rest of the work and let you know when that's available for you. The Evolve School uh, might be the way to go to make this part of your parenting even easier. And that's sitting in a car for another week where I've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. Bye for now.